Hey guys, Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor doing a drive home podcast in some shitty ass weather. Little sleet, little rain, a little bit of snow, nice little mix, wintry mix, as they call it on the weather channel. I've been working on developing my campaign a little bit further. I've been running uh, my own group, pretty much what I'll call my home group, for the past few months. And then I was doing a solo game with Hobbs there for a little while. And then, because but I, I had promised this other group, my Monday group, that I was going to do their traveler thing. Well, that, and I kind of spoken about that, is I ended up just disliking the game and I didn't want to play in it. And I'm not going to play in a game I don't like. So I just told them, you know, thank you for the invite, but just not for me. And plus, I just wanted to run another game. So I am going to start a second game on Monday night. And uh, it'll be in my own campaign world. First time I ever had two separate groups running through one campaign. So I'm kind of looking forward to to doing that. Because I don't get to jam as often as I'd like sometimes because I'm often the player. And and I know that sounds strange because it seems like everybody on here or that I know is always complaining that they have to GM too much or it's from, for me, it's the opposite actually. So I'm, I, uh, even though I write all these adventures and write all these things, I'm always taking a back seat for various reasons. The Monday night game, I think right now it's going to consist of, uh, I think 10 cars playing. He's, he's, uh, got a cleric, He's going to play what we call a—it's uh, called an exemplar of Sarah. So they're real like militaristic uh, order with who value discipline and order and basically doing what you're told, and they expect others to respect that at the same time. So it should be interesting to see how Eric plays that guy. And then we have Joe the lawyer. He's playing a magic user. He's playing like a street magic user. He's not going to be gilded. So there's some there's some benefits of that, and there's definitely some disadvantages of that in my world. I kind of go into that in uh, detail in a different episode. And then, let's see, Hobbs is still going to end up playing his elf that we made before, his ash elf. It's kind of like a, kind of think of a, a barbarian kind of type elf. Uh... Kind of a survivalist came come from the came from like a wintry forest that's basically always smoldering. And then the last one is uh, Matt Jackson. He is playing and he's playing a hobbit who's also kind of he's a cleric, and I'll kind of explain that in a little bit uh, of the Great and Biber, which is just like how I explained it to Matt. Just imagine the Big Lebowski as a god and you worshiping him. The 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 great and Biber and its followers always carry wine around and they share it because they want to hear the stories of other of the other people and uh, so they that's that's what they value stories and information and not like the big epic stories like they the history books or history tomes will write who won what war but the great and Biber is interested in how Joseph from Scorn, the village of Scorn, what he did during the uh, the um, 
the war and how it meant to him. So they're, they're more on a personal note of writing down these small vignettes of an event, the, the, the viewpoints of different people. It's a kind of a fun thing. I actually made it during a short campaign with Christian Walker. I created the Great Biber for my guy, and that's that's what he, he was. So it was a lot of fun. With, with Matt saying, of course, he's got a fetish for halflings. And I do mean fetish, not a liking, but a fetish. He's weird. I don't know. I mean, I don't mind halflings, but whatever, Matt. Uh, <laughs> um, but what I do with my character classes is one of the, the first thing I do is actually talk to the, the player. What do you want to do? What do you want to play? Uh, let me know. We'll figure out a backstory or whatever for it. But so you wanted to play one that was a worshiper of the great Bible. And I'm just like, absolutely. And he goes, well, can I be a, get some cleric powers with that? I'm like, absolutely. Just, uh, the, the, uh, the imbibers, who are great imbibers, are uh, are called attendants. The people who follow them are called attendants, and uh, so I am making an attendant, a halfling attendant class. So it will have a little bit of uh, it'll have the halfling aspect to it, but it'll also have the clerical aspect to it. Um, I'm not worried about balance in my game. Don't give a shit about that. I am here to create classes that are kind of culturally appropriate. Um, and that's the way I prefer it. I, I, you know, if you wanted to be a, you know, a halfling that was a mage, let's do it. Let's figure it out. You know, let's, let's see what it has. And I'll create the class based off that. I'm not the best at creating classes though. I mean, I admit sometimes I get a little bit, I, I like to I don't know, get cute cute with the powers and hand over power. But I don't mind my players being a little bit, you know, more powerful than normal. You know, maybe they'll have a little special thing here and there. And that's fine. Or if they just want to play an average Joe. If, they, if somebody wants to play a torchbearer, let's do it. Let's figure it out. Let's roll it up. Do it. You know, I'm up for anything like that. Um... Uh, But I think it makes the game, the campaign world, because I know Tenkar always asked that question. I think it's his second question that he asks, second or third question, about uh, racist class. And I've, and I've already said this, I'm definitely class, it's culture. Uh, and I don't mind either way, however you want to run with it, but in my world, like, you know, I just don't think of a race as a generic thing. It's not just every hobbit is a cookie cutter. Uh, and I don't mind that hobbits have their own class. That makes complete sense. But if you want one with a little angle to it, I am going to develop. Because there's going to be, if you think about it, halflings are going to have some sort of holy men or what around them. It just makes sense. Every culture is going to have that aspect to them, and there's always going to be some sort of religious focus on there. It just, it, there just is. I mean, that's the way it works in almost every culture that I can think of. I mean, if you want, read Lord of the Rings, and you know, they, you had a you had Piggy there, who kind of was their spiritual leader in a way. 
but it was fun. it's fun now what i do after we kind of talk about it we i start writing up the their backstory a little bit they tell me what they want and they don't they're not, they're going into this completely blind about my my adventure they know it's kind of going to be a uh, a hex crawl in a way where they're kind of exploring and they're they're looking to expand the influence of a small hamlet and they're going into this horrifically brutal forest but that's about all they know and then I'm gonna have what I do is kind of tell them what the groups that are involved the differences between a gilded mage and a street mage and the difference between a halfling uh, attendant compared to a human attendant or the cleric of Serath, which is an exemplar compared to a cleric of Deliquine which is a lion even though they're the same classes, they are different. I mean, there's, you know, there's definitely a lot of parallels, but there's enough differences in there that when you encounter them, you know they're from different gods, and that's and that's what I like to do. I mean, I think that's what gives a setting more depth and more sand in the sandbox, if you will, as you, you know, that we we enjoy using that that term, the sandbox. Um, But right now, that's what I am focusing on is the, the backgrounds for Matt's character and for Joe, the lawyer's character, who's a mage, and uh, trying to, I want to get them out before this weekend. Eric will be pretty busy with uh, Gen Con here soon, so I'll get his, I'm going to be working on his so when he gets back, he can take a look at it and, and we can talk about his 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 character and everything but i'm looking forward to it guys it's fun i mean uh running uh, two groups and then how they're going to interact with one another i think i'm going to run a uh some parallel timelines there's going to be some timeline shift and some overlap and what they do is definitely going to influence the other group which should be interesting I don't know how it'll work out like the interaction between the two, but there might be some and that might be cool. It's like, I might have to drag like, say Jackson, can you play with me a little bit on uh, Wednesday night? I kind of want to have you make a cameo or something like that. Do do something along those lines. That might be fun, you know, but I'll, I'll figure that in the long run and everything. And of course I've been drawing some more maps because that's what I do, but that's it, guys. Yeah, I just want to let you know what's going on with my campaign, Comor Forest. Loving it, enjoying it. And uh, uh, if anybody wants to kind of keep track of some of my work, go over to my Patreon, over Micro Adventures. I got another Patreon not too long ago. Um, who was it this time? Oh, Joe the Lawyer. That's right. Joe joined my group. Yeah, and I want to thank Joe the Lawyer to, who joined and... Uh, Hopefully, I got to get some stuff out. My my printer's a little wonky lately, but I got to print some stuff out, get my patrons their stuff, and they've been patient with that. But all right, guys, I'm out of here. Got to get got date night with the wife, so I can't I can't have her wait. That's bad to be late for the date night. So take care, roll better than me, and we'll talk soon.